0: A bitter wind blew from the north, causing Olivia O'Leary's hair to stream behind her. Autumn had begun to lay claim to the land. Looking to her right, Olivia studied the face of Corinne. Ties restrained her hair while a black, polished breastplate gleamed beneath the autumn sun. She looked more like a warrior than a queen. Her face was set her eyes determined as they studied the northern horizon. Her lips formed a thin line being neither smile nor frown. A sword in its scabbard hung at her side, a shield hung on her back. Studded leather gloves and trousers protected her hands and legs, while knee-high leather boots completed the outfit. Over two dozen guards, attendants, and servants surrounded her. You seem worried, Olivia observed. Why else would you be here? Corinne nodded without looking at Olivia. The scouts did not return today, as expected. I fear they won't return. Olivia turned again to the north, closing her eyes. Death, the memory of the pain she felt at the loss of her mother, father, and most of her mage family rose up to assail her, Nightmares plagued her by night, while ghosts haunted her by day. Three weeks had passed since Dowen and the others had departed, but no respite had come for her. She might walk into a room and hear the voice of her mother scolding her as a child. The voice of her father lecturing on the basics of magical manipulation seemed to echo when she entered a classroom. She knew, of course, that the voices were memories— not their actual voices. But it did not make dealing with the loss any easier. How lies the mantle of command on your shoulders? Corinne asked. Olivia sighed and opened her eyes. Heavy. I'm not ready to lead an entire order, no matter how diminished its numbers. The decision for Olivia to be the leader of the tower had been simple. The remaining eleven mages had not wanted the task, and it fell to her to bring order to the chaos left by the death of so many. She knew that without guidance, the Tower, a thousand-year institution, could cease to exist. This had compelled her to accept the responsibility. Corinne nodded. I am sure you will be a fine leader, Olivia. I— Her words cut short as a horn sounded from the northeast tower. Olivia followed the gaze of Corinne, who had straightened in alarm. Cresting a ridge to the north, a mass of dark creatures, Krykesh, began to surge down the incline. They raced like a wave of flesh, picking up speed as they came toward the black walls of tar Sound the alarms! Corinne shouted, sending attendants scurrying away. Her guards moved closer to Olivia and Corinne, as if to shield them from the coming horde. Horns echoed from the other towers of the city. Drums began to beat from the rear of the battlement, calling the city's defenders to assemble. Archers stepped to the edge of the wall, stringing their bows and preparing to release their arrows. Armored soldiers stood behind the crenellations, ready to step into the gap when the archers fell back. Only a few moments had passed, yet already the creatures were a mere hundred meters or so from the walls. Archers, loose at will! The commander of the archers, Marquette, shouted. Archers took aim, releasing their arrows as they fixed on a target. Olivia watched as the arrows streaked toward the first of the Krikesh. She winced as the arrows bounced off the armoured carapaces of the creatures. A few lucky arrows found chinks in the armour of the Krikesh, causing them to stumble. Olivia noticed movement near the rear of the oncoming horde. A large crystal, at least four carts wide and three times as tall as a man, glowed like a hot torch. A dozen enemy soldiers carried it. What is that? she wondered. As she watched, The Krakash thrust the crystal into the ground with a loud boom.